What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Orange Slices with me, Mark McKenzie, and none other than my co-host, Heath Pierce. I'm brought to you by Four Soccer Ventures, of course. Heath, what's happening, my man? You know, just living life, dude. Living life. I like when you take over this. You got this smooth, slower cadence, you know? Sometimes I get too caught up in, like, the some of the other content stuff that I do in the world. I get a little hyper, you know? But you bring it down a notch, which makes it a little little more smooth and then i come back with some smoothness so maybe you should be the full-time host and i could just kick back lower my energy levels stress levels go down anxiety goes down you know better you know work-life balance you know end up having positive mental health and all these things so i don't know man maybe you're onto something but i'm good man how you doing you played you played yeah it was good man you know glad to be back out there of course um and yeah now we got the final push for i think five or six games you know so we will see um we will see what the what the future holds but right now one game at a time man one game at a time like that i like that did you have any uh do you have any feedback from the coaches like is at, at your club or, or is it a pretty two-way dialogue or is it sort of mysterious because most of my coaches it was pretty mysterious and you would get like maybe a comment but very rarely did we have like an idea of a game or a form that you're in or you know you, you have little details but very very rarely um, you know, do you, do you, uh, yeah. Do you feel, um, I don't know, uh, like you have a, a clear picture of, of what a coach thinks or what, a, what the, what the staff thinks of you? Yeah, no, no, no. The coach, his door is always open and he expressed that from his first day. Uh, I think with our, our previous coach, um, was probably a little more mysterious, you know, answers were a little bit more ambiguous. So you couldn't really tell, you know, what, you know, what the answer meant, but you know, with this guy, he's, he's, German guy, he's straightforward, he's blunt, direct, and, and he's like, if you have an issue, if you have a problem, if you want to go over video, if you uh, have some beef with me, you know, let's let's hash it out, you know, and just come to my office, we could sit man to man, and uh, yeah, we could chop it up, so I think that's, uh, it's it's a good thing, you know, so that way you as a player, you can, you can go and say, listen, I got a problem with this, or yeah, I don't see what you're seeing with this situation in the game and, and I want to go over a video or, you know, whatever it is. So I think that's nice, you know, to, to be able to get direct answers on on, on what's going on and, and where you stand with things. Because, yeah, of course, as a player, you got a whole bunch going on in your head. You're competing already on a daily basis, trying to, trying to you know, get a starting spot on the weekend and then secure a starting spot, right? So uh, when you're in the midst of, of, of midweek games and, and rotations and this, that, and the other, it's it can be a lot, but... Yeah, you know, I think with this guy, we we get we get some some straightforward answers, so so it's nice. And so, you know, you you lost over the weekend uh, and played, but you won recently before that. Yeah, um, how's the season shaping up? Uh, not just for you personally, but for the team. Like, what's the goals from here for the rest of the season? Yeah, it's tough because you know we're in a, in a difficult position. You know, we 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 dropping points. We were dropping points a lot back in the the, the first half of the season. Which you look back and you're like, man, games we should have won. You know, we ended up drawing, or games we you know sh- were draw. You know, should have drawn. We ended up losing. You know, off of a set piece goal or off of a, a transition goal, and in these little moments, these little small details that we we kind of looked over. Um, team just wasn't in form, you know, and I think that that hit us. And ultimately, we're we're, we're kicking ourselves for it now because we're in a, a fight, you know, for playoff two right now. And 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 hopefully, you know, we can we can get into playoff one. But I think it's it'll be it'll be an uphill battle to try and get there. So now we just have to win out. Um, we we won against. Oh, Stondard. that's right. I forgot yeah. that the, the the layout of the season. And so the top four teams and then the next four teams, right? Are is that yeah. playoff one and playoff two? Uh, yeah, 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 defines a round robin. 
one game a piece or is it home and away for those? No, no, no. So it's home away, you know, so you're playing okay. six games um, and then... It's a lot of points on the line. It is. The no, it, well. it oh, that's is. right, because you guys fell short just on the last the, the, that last game when you drew. And if you won, you would have won the league. I remember that. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it was uh, last year we were we drew against Anderlecht and ended up dropping those two points at home. And then uh, the last day of the, the, the playoff, we beat Bruges at, at Bruges. Um, and ended up tying on points. And the only reason they won the league was because they had come into the playoff one as the, the league leader. Um, but right. with that playoff, remember, you, you cut the points. So any difference you have between each other gets cut in half. So you got a 10-point difference to cut the five points. So one or two matches and you're back in you know, the mix to, to, to win the league and playoff for, or positioning for Champions League, X, Y, and Z. So, yeah, now now I think our focus is just to win out, you know? I think that's the, the biggest goal there. So we're not in the season the right way, you know, and, and ultimately we can only control what we can control, right? You know, the past is the past. Yeah. So we got a, a, a good, a good uh, nice a nice schedule coming up, a uh, nice, nice flow of games. You know, we got a week in between each match. So uh, we got plenty of preparation, time to recover and whatnot. And hopefully rack these points up so we can, we can figure out where, we, uh, where we'll end up. Man, that's wild. I forgot about all that last season. I can't believe that was almost a year ago. Because when you're like, hey, you know, a few games left, I was like, man, it sure feels early to be a few games left uh, in the year. And I was like, okay, World Cup. And then I remembered the playoff system. Well, hopefully you guys can get into that first group. Obviously, it seems like a little bit of, of, a, of a hill to climb to get there. But hopefully you just see, finish the season strong, at least for you personally. And by the way, the person that we have on as a guest for this week has no idea how these playoff systems work because he's only been a professional for a very short time in a very specific location. And, you know, they deal with playoffs, but uh, it's, it's Paxton Aronson, Brennan Aronson's brother, who we've had on the show, um, joins us. And uh, what's he, I mean, what, what's he like uh, on the field? Is he intense compared to off the field? I mean, is, is he who we, we got to chat with? Uh, we got to chat with today. Is it the same, same guy or is it a different attitude on the field? No, no, I think, uh, I think on the field, he's a, uh yeah, he's he's a guy who's gonna work. You know, he's similar to be in that sense of, of of putting his head down and doing the work, right? I think they're different players, of course. You know, uh, B is more of a wide wide guy who's gonna come inside and and try to try to break teams down in that sense. And he can also play in the pocket as well, B. But uh, Paxson is is definitely more of a of a ten kind of kind of player. You know, you see him popping up in those those little pockets in between the back line, the midfield. You know, in the box. Uh, so yeah, you know, I think, uh, they're similar in that sense, but, but they're different in their style as well. In terms of personality, it was fun to, fun to chat with him. And, um, I don't want to bury the lead a little bit uh, too much because, you know, it's, it's actually a pretty, pretty fun conversation to hear a different perspective from the next generation of players. So here is our conversation with Paxton Aronson. All right, guys, let's welcome in our next guest, uh, a rising star in MLS who will kick off his first full season with the Philadelphia Union, my very own Philadelphia Union as well, uh, this weekend, and who Thierry Henry recently praised as very good on the Champions League post-match show. Uh, he now has the distinct honor of being our youngest guest to date, Mr. Paxton Aronson. What is going on, my guy? What is up, guys? How are you guys doing? Chill, hey, what, what, what were your thoughts on uh, just, I mean, we, we're burying the lead of the intro. I mean, Thierry Henry, a former teammate of mine, who's one of the greatest to ever play the game. Just the fact that he he knows you yeah. is a pretty big deal. So what, what like, when, like what, what are you going through right now, life changes-wise, right? This is a validation. <laughs> I know it's a small thing, but it's a big thing. 
No, I completely agree. Well, at first, like I was obviously watching the game, but I didn't like stay to watch the after the game show. I kind of just turned it off because I was with my friends. And then my dad said something like Tyrion me mentioned you and I was like, oh, my God. So I went into uh, Paramount Plus. I tried seeing like all the highlights and then I eventually found the clip. And it was just yeah, it was an honor. I remember like my best friend growing up, he was an Arsenal fan. His favorite player was Thierry Henry. So just getting that recognition is an honor. I remember the first time I met him, like in person. I played against uh, when he played against his team when he was a coach in Montreal. But then I got to meet him after one of our preseason games, and it was one of those moments where I was like, "Dang, this guy is this is Thierry Henry. This guy was you know watching, you know." Yeah, it's like really him. It's crazy. Yeah, I used to fly on private planes with him to London and stuff. You like see, that. all right, here we go. Story for different stories for different times. But it, it is funny. I, I yeah, I got I got to say, Paxton, your flex was even bigger than mine because you were like, I didn't stay to watch the post game show, which Thierry is on, and then you said that it's your friends, it's your friend's favorite player and favorite team, not yours. Just like flexing, I'm like, yeah, this guy's a legend. Like he's not for me, but like I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> no, he's definitely a legend for sure. I love him. <laughs> Mark, is it weird seeing, I mean, you, you, you obviously know Brennan and you know Paxton, you know the family. Is it weird sort of seeing him now? Uh, obviously, his, his voice has probably changed since you last saw him, things like that. He's a grown-up, you know, and now he's playing with the, with, with the union. Is it weird to see or was it something that you expected to happen, uh, happen at the speed that it's happening right now in terms of his career progression? No, no, I kind of kind of expected it, you know. It was, it was similar with, with B, you know. He's a little scrawny kid, technical shifty and i was like ah this this little guy can bump him off the wall you know it's not it's not a problem and then you go up against him oh okay he's a little bit a little bit shifty than i thought you know so um but they they have different qualities you know and i think that's the the cool part the hairstyle uh, questionable but um yeah yeah i i expected it i expected it and especially seeing his progression through the academy and, and balling against these these other u teams and stuff i was like it's only a matter of time before he's uh before he's in the first team you know with either myself uh, if i'm still here or, or running the show you know when i'm when i'm not so it's uh yeah I'm, I'm happy for him you know i'm proud of him he's like a he's like a little brother you know he's like a little brother that that i didn't have so so yeah man get you get you little props there you go I could tell that there's some familial uh, love in this because there was like backhanded compliments all the way through, which is nice, Paxton, which I'm sure you're used to now being like the youngest guy, one of the youngest guys in the locker room. What's it been like for you and your, your, what will be your first full season? Yeah. I mean, last year coming in as like a rookie, the guys always open, welcomed me with open arms. And I think they do a great job of that with all the young guys, you know, at first, maybe I was struggling a bit and I would always ask them for advice, you know, seasoned vets like Bedoya, guys like Joe Bendick, always just bouncing things off of them, trying to improve my game. And then as I got more comfortable with it, I started getting better and better in training. And then when I got my opportunities, I seized them. And that's a big credit to all the guys and the coaching staff, just making me feel comfortable. You sound like a NFL quarterback. A lot of lot, way too much, way too much team talk right now. You know what I mean? Like you're 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 a, you're a you're a baller. I mean, let's talk about let's talk about your 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 hair for a second. That Mark is so critical of. Is this the hair of your generation? Like, is this a, do your peers, do your friends have the same haircut, or is this like a, an Aronson special? I mean, every I this is what I've had since I was young. But when I was really young, it was like poker straight. So it was just like straight Justin Bieber on my hair. And then when I got older, it started to poof up, started to get a little bit curly. 
So it's just kind of always what I've known. And I don't really feel like changing or having to mess about with it. Yeah, it's your flow, man. It's your style. Yeah, you get everybody, everybody get a staple, you know what I'm saying? So it's, exactly. Hey, bro, rock with I got to say, though. Yeah, but the upside of not going to college is like half the time those colleges with initiations will shave your head your first year mm-hmm. in. So you don't got to like this. One of the one of the benefits you don't know about of, of playing professionally as a teenager is that you don't got to go through some of those things that I went through, uh, like getting your head shaved and having to have it grow back from bald uh, all the way to the length that it is now. Uh, how, how's preseason been? It's been good. We had three matches, one against Cincinnati, Montreal and then Nashville. Each game, you know, it's preseason. Everyone comes back trying to regain fitness and trying to regain like what you left off on in the past season. So the first game, I think we split 45 minutes, but individually and personally, I thought it was great for me to just get fitness and get those games back, you know, because in the offseason, I, of course, trained, but you can't teach and you can't train that real pressure and that game environment. So it's always nice getting back. Yeah, it's the intensity. It's the intensity that's the the biggest thing. And I think that's something people don't realize is, you know, those those runs you can do and the beep tests and all that stuff is cute and all. But then as soon as you get on the pitch, having to play 45 minutes straight, you know, pressure and dropping. And and, and for those that don't know, we play four four two diamond back in, in Philly. Is it still the same? Yeah. Four, yeah. Yeah. The the diamond? yeah. Yeah. The four four two diamond is not easy because you don't really have wingers, right? So you have your your outside your outside midfielders trying to cover inside and outside. Your fullbacks or your are your uh, what's it called? Are your winger wing backs? I guess you can call it. And the ten is trying to help pressure with the the two strikers and, and whatnot. Has it has it been difficult sliding into that position um, in, in in your time so far, uh, or, or has it kind of just come naturally? The defensive side of things, like when I first joined, it was definitely difficult. You know, especially with the counter pressing, all of that stuff. It was not new to me but doing it and performing it at against grown men and at that high of a level is definitely difficult for me and then I think the on the ball stuff just kind of came naturally because that's what I've worked on since I was really young but definitely the defensive and counter pressing when I first joined the league was probably a thing I needed to work on most and I think I've gotten gradually really good at it now where I am now before the before we we, we started rolling on this you you talked about that it's a it's a it's a day match right do you prefer a day match or a night match or kind of what's the difference uh, for you? I mean, last year, I think we only had like two day matches. So I really had to get used to the night matches. And for me, it's like I'm a kid that sleeps in. So like any off day, I'll sleep until like 11. So I wake up at like 11, kind of chill, eat like a brunch. If soccer's on, I'll watch soccer. But then I kind of just chill shower get ready and then drive to the stadium but it's like such a long day you have to like stay focused for the entire day knowing that like yeah tonight's match day but i feel like afternoon games you kind of just wake up eat breakfast and then you're off so it's kind of just like a short sharp turnaround mark how do you how do you feel you are you a day guy day game guy I've grown into I've grown into it, you know. I think for me the perfect time is between like two and four. I think that is time because it's like if you have a two o'clock kickoff, you know, you, you kick off the game's over by four o'clock and you still have time to allow your adrenaline to run down. You can get some food, you can, you know, hang out with some family and friends, blah, blah, blah. You know, but before I was always looking forward, you know, and I think now I'm more like an occasional nighttime player where 
I enjoy those nights where the the lights are bright and the fans are loud and the pitch is nice and you know wet and you can see the water just on the the cert you know so that that for me is like the the the, the nighttime uh, vibe you know the cup games you know those those momentous you know nights where you can play and it feels special um, but otherwise I think I think afternoon games or daytime games are, are just better because you don't have to sit all day and and think about like oh man. Got three hours until I got to get to team meal. I got, you know, team meeting. And then I got, you know, I can take a nap for a couple hours and then I can go and then I get back up. And it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. Have, have either of you, and, and obviously, Paxton, you're just getting into this because I'm, I'm a day game kind of person as well. Obviously, you can't beat like the Friday night lights, you know, packed house, do on the field, like that atmosphere. You can't beat that. But man, you were right, Mark, that like, one, it's impossible to sleep after a night game, right? Which means you're just exhausted the next day. And two, that sort of like the moment you wake up and like you say, you can either sleep in and, and then you're closer to the match time or you got to get up early and then set up like a nap time and like everything has to be programmed. It's actually really stressful. It sounds spoiled to, that we're like uh, talking about this. But when you're, trying, when you're talking about trying to get the most performance out of, out, of, out of yourself and the way that you're used to, right? Most of the time, Pax, and I'm assuming you guys train in the mornings only, right? Yeah, we train at 10 every single day. It's always at 10 a.m. When I was in... in Germany, for example, if we had most of them were day games, right? Because you have like that conference where most of the games kick off at the yeah. same time. You have a Friday game, you have a couple Sundays. But when you had the night game, we would go out and train in the morning. Like you, we'd be on the field in boots, like doing like walkthroughs, set pieces, things like that. Have, have either of you guys done any of that? Whether even even in preseason, but like when you have a night game, have you guys been out on the field in the morning? Uh, and then you go back and like it shortens the day, which is nice. But it, it was a bizarre thing for me at first to be like. Wait, you're, I'm burning energy that I need later. Um, and then you, 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 you get used to it. But like, have you done any of that yet? No, I've never done that. I don't think I've ever done that ever in my career. We usually just chill and then we arrive hour, 30 minutes before, get ready and then warm up and kick off. I think I've done it. Yeah, I did it when I was, I first did it when I was at Wake Forest. And then um, we'd go wake up in the morning of the game, go on the pitch, you know, we'd wear our, our, our runners and then they'd have like a little breakfast for us. And then we go off and, and chill and do whatever. And then you go for the game in the evening. But at Gank, we will go to like the gym. We'll do like a cycling or you do some activation of some sort. We'll have a meeting, we'll have a meal, and then we'll go to the hotel from the stadium or from our facility. And then we'll be at the hotel for the day, you know, whether the game's at six o'clock or whatever. But if the game's at one or two, two o'clock in the afternoon, we'll just come together in the morning and then, uh, yeah, straight to it. Yeah, it's such a it's such a different, different world for like when I was in Denmark, you'd stop halfway and you'd get out at like a gas station, do like a jog and stretch mm -hmm. and like whatever. You'd have a meal on the way there and then you'd go and have a game on the way and you you'd just go back. In Sweden, we always went into the hotel the day of and you'd have like a pregame meal there and you'd be sort of be locked away. But in Germany, like, dude, you check in at like 10 a.m. the day before a game. You'd leave your car, you'd train, you'd go to a hotel, you'd have like organized walks in the evening time. Then you'd have dinner. Then the next day you'd go to the field and train, come back or like have a walk if you had a day game. It was like the longest 36 hours of your life preparing for a game. But by the time the game came, you're like, dude, I don't, I don't know, man. Like I'm... <laughs> I'm tired, you know, like I haven't even played the game yet and I'm tired. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know where I was trying to go with that Pax. And other than the fact that you got it good, man, you could sleep till 11 o'clock and, uh, have, have your day game. How, how's the team shaping up? Do you feel like there's a responsibility putting, uh, coming on you now in your first full season, establishing more into the team in terms of 
you know, offensive output for the squad, knowing that there are, you know, the Alejandro Bedoya's that were very good in the attack previously, but are each year getting a little bit older? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, as a 10, I think everyone expects me to produce goals, assists, all that kind of stuff. But I don't really look into it that much. I know I just bring it my all in training and focus on goals, focus on my role in training. And usually what you put into training eventually comes out in the games. So, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting for me because I see now it's funny. It's funny because when you're homegrown and you're in it, you don't realize how many homegrowns you really have. Like, And I'm looking now and I'm like, dang. We got a lot of homegrowns, you know what I'm saying? We got you, we got Quinn, we got uh, Brandon, we got Nate, we got Anton, we got, is that is that it right now? McGlynn, McGlynn. McGlynn, yes, Jack McGlynn. Uh, yeah, bro, you look at that and, and then you also look at the, the fact that you guys are like playing, you know, meaningfully, right? Like that's the exciting part for me. So I'm interested to see how, how you guys produce, you know, because... Because it's, it's easy when you come in every now and again, but when you're put on the, the regular, you know, on the regular rotation, now it's like, oh, dang, you know, week after week. And not that that's pressure. I mean, you're, you're used to that. You just score goals naturally. It's, it's easy. But yeah, I'm excited to, to kind of see how it goes. And, and lucky for you guys, you're also not playing in Minnesota because uh, I have the, the, the luxury of playing in Minnesota in February. Um, and it's yeah, not the most pleasant of places. Paxton, did you see that picture of Serginho Des and Marks in the background where they're at? Like it was a meme of Serginho Des, but Marks in the background and he just looked shocked in Minnesota. Yeah, that I, game. I've heard some stories about that. That just seemed brutal. Absolute uh, brutal. I think that 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 video sums up the entire experience of playing in Minnesota. I think that video sums it up. We got Serge. Honestly, I don't even know what Serge is doing. I think he was just having fun and drinking the apple cider and, and blowing hoes <laughs> into the, the air. Uh, but yeah, good old Minnesota. So, Paxton, do you have any goals for this year, like tangible goals other than like compete for a spot? Like, Do you have any ones that you've written down or things you want to achieve for this upcoming season or is it a little bit more fluid than that for you? I mean, I obviously said goals like I don't really write them down, just a mental note usually, but I think this year, especially how the way things went last year, unfortunately, you know, we're in the Eastern Conference Finals and COVID cases start popping up. For me personally, I want to win a trophy with the Philadelphia Union, whether it's this year, next year, the years following. I really, really want to do that. And Mark and my brother and a lot of the other guys have had the honor to lift a trophy with the Union. And that's something I really, really want to be a part of. And for me, it's also about, you know, scoring goals, having assists. So I put certain numbers on that in the beginning of the season. And yeah. Are you going to tell us what those numbers are? You don't have to. No, but there was, one, was guy, there was yeah. one guy when I was playing at Chivas that said he was going to score 30 goals and he scored the last match day of the season, his first goal. And we came in at <laughs> halftime and we didn't make the playoffs that year. And we came in at halftime and everybody was like, yo, dude, you got 45. And we had to tell him you got 45 minutes to do 29 more goals this year, bro. You're going to be top scorer in the league. Baizo, I made a bet with him, Baizo, and he said, if you score double-digit goals this year, I'll buy you some Balenciagas. So, Ooh, yeah. here we yeah. go. Here we yeah. go. You know Baizo, just, Mark. I know Baizo. Yeah. I don't think I own any designer right now. You know, I just rock my surf shop here, the Ron John, you know, all that. Yeah. I sure do. B-Rock it too, baby. Yeah. <laughs> do you set any sort of rewards for yourself when it comes to monetary things, gifts, possessions. Have you set anything of like, if I do this, then I'll allow myself that, or I want to, I want to get this thing. Mark and I have talked about like 
when you start to make money, whether you're young or whatever, especially as a professional athlete and you're earning a living, you know, higher than, than, than most people do, you know, the, to set goals for yourself, to allow yourself to sort of enjoy the fruits of your labor and not always be like, oh, I got this short career and I got to like put it all to the side, but also kind of allow yourself to have moments in time where you can take that all in or, or buy something that you've always wanted, no matter how big or small it is. Do you have anything on your list of something you want to, you want to get someday or that you want to achieve through performance or, or earning it? Yeah, it's funny you mention it because I've never really thought about like, I obviously have set goals, but I never really thought about the fact like rewarding them after until this U20 camp in uh, January I just went to, they had a whole discussion on like goals and focusing on goals. And then once you achieve those goals, rewarding yourself. So you feel good about yourself. And I never really thought about it until then. So last year, even when I did achieve my goals, I never really rewarded myself. But this year, I think I definitely will if I achieve those goals with it can be a simple pair of shoes or even just going out and buying myself a snack, just little things like that. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's important. You know, as a young player, you can sometimes lose sight of it because you're so hungry to to make an impact, right? You're so hungry to to make your name and, and this, that, and the other. But it's the little little victories, you know, those little accomplishments, you know, that you, you also got to keep in mind, you know, because in reality, it's not easy. You know, it's not easy just stepping on the pitch and scoring a goal or, or, or getting an assist or, you know, it's, it's it's difficult, right? So when you do hit those little landmarks, you know, giving yourself that little pat on the back in whatever, they, whatever way it is. You know, for me, I said at the end of the season, financially, I was going to make sure I set myself up where I could buy a watch I wanted to buy because I love watches. And and my dad, he got me into watches. And I was like, you know, at the end of the season, I'm going to buy a watch. And throughout the season, I was like, all right, I'm going to hit this milestone here. I'm going to hit this milestone here. And and at the end of the season, I was able to to buy that watch. So um, yeah, whatever it is, make sure make sure you do reward yourself. You know, self, self-love and self-care is, is important, man. Trust. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the career flies by too, and you want to have little 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 checkpoints. And I mean, Mark, watches is a dangerous game, by the way. Can, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, like shoes, shoes, you run out of space eventually. But watches, you can have as many as you want, and you know, and you it's know, an expensive one, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, hey, Paxton, what's your first impression of uh, impressions of Mark when you the first time you met him? How old were you? Do you remember your your memories of this guy? Because, uh, you know. Our, our 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 listeners got to know what your first take on Mark was. I mean, I think I wisely here. Maybe all right. I'm listening. I don't know when I initially <laughs> met him, but I remember I would always stay after because usually in the academy it would go like the older teams. I think would usually play what last Mark or first yeah. in the morning. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we do last. Yeah. Yeah. So like I was obviously the younger age group, so I would play in the morning. And then I would have to stay after and watch my brother's game. And then Mark would always be the last game. And sometimes my brother played up. But if not, we would always stay for Mark's games. And I just always remember, I don't know if you remember the boots, but I just like I identify people off boots like font. I remember him having these black and green yeah. like materials. And I remember you had those X's. I can't uh-huh. the ones that they always gave out. And those, that's how I remember you. But I just remember watching like you and all the other guys like Andrew app. But then the first time I actually met you, you took me in like a brother. I think it was at YSC. Like you're very approachable and nice guy. So you were always looking out for me. Even when I came and trained with the union with that little training stunt with union too, you always looked out for me. Dang, you, see? you see, you see, you see what a mentor. You see, 
You see, guys, look, I'm a young, I'm a young guy, but I'm an old soul. All right, look, gotta look out for the next gen. Make them feel comfortable. Make them feel welcome, invited into the environment, because you never know what that could do for them, right? You know, look at this. You, you hear these words now. Yeah, Paxton's Paxton. gonna be your boss someday. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> look, gonna, you see, I cater too much, and next thing you know, he's gonna take, he's gonna be coming after me, telling me to go sit down somewhere. I'm like, oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Paxton, do you have any do you have any interest in in continuing your education at some point? Like, is that a, is that is that one of your goals? Uh, I'm a senior in high school this year, so, and I think the MLS just switched colleges to South mm-hmm. Carolina University. Uh, dude, do you play, would you want to do that during your career, or do you think that's more of like a wait and see type of thing? No, I think I'd I'd start during my career too. I mean, personally, for me, I think I have enough downtime. I come home from training usually. At like two and I kind of just chill for the rest of the day. So I think I'd have enough downtime and, you know, you can't play soccer forever. So I think having options and at least getting the education for life after soccer is like really important for me. Smart man, smart man, smart man. You see parents have been raising you right, you know, but yeah, yeah. it's, I think it's, that's the the thing about it. It's like, God, ah, do I feel like doing it now? Do I want to wait? You know, I got soccer and I got Call of Duty and I got FIFA. And that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're getting, you're getting your, you're getting all kinds of educations, you know, it's just which one are you want to focus on, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, for me, I was like, I was always in my head of, I want to get it done earlier than later. Right. I don't want to put this off so long where now I'm like, Oh, now I really got to do it, you know, cause I don't want to, I just want to get it done. And not that it's not that it's something that's bad, but something that again, you just want to get done. Doesn't want to, you don't want to hang it over your head forever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mark and, and Pax, and this is for both you guys, but how much has sort of YSC Academy, Philadelphia union, all those things sort of changed since the time Pax and you were first coming in, Mark, when you were coming in and kind of what you know it as now, how much has that changed? For me, I mean, I haven't been to the school in quite a while, ever since COVID hit. I mean, I've been up and around there quite a few times, but I remember when I was first joining, it was kind of like, not the first class, but kind of you started to see everyone graduate and maybe sign the first homegrown contracts or go to college. So that was kind of the first cycle. And Mark was probably one of the first ones in the school, so he didn't really know what to think of it. But I think the school has grown tremendously over the past couple of years. You know, it started off really small and now you have a lot of guys wanting to do it. At first, people weren't sure, but now I think they've seen the success of the players and the school itself. And it's very intriguing for young players. Yeah, I think it's it's a it's a step that at first I was a bit hesitant to take. You know, you, it's it's not traditional. It's unorthodox, right? You know, it's this a school that allows young kids to play football, you know, while also getting their education. It's like, what does that even encompass? Right. And for my parents, it was different. And uh, for me, it was different. I didn't end up coming to the school, I think, until my junior year of high school. But I had spent so much time around the school and near at the school and from training and being with the guys and, and speaking with some of the teachers there and the staff and whatnot, you know, and having those relationships ultimately gave me that that welcoming uh, that that the, those open arms of like, yeah, you can come to the school, you can see what it's about, you can figure out, you know, what a day is like, you can shadow and and, and see. Um, so coming in, I think my class of 2017 was the first graduating class, or not the first, was it the first graduating class? I think it might have been. I think it might have been, yeah. I think it might have been. 
Or the set, first or the second? I think it was first or the second. Were but, you with Sean Wilson? Did Sean Wilson graduate? No, so too? no, so that was two years. So it, I was the third graduating class because Sean Wilson was two years older than I was and and whatnot. So yeah, it was originally just a bunch of guys, or not even a bunch of guys, but just the academy. You know, maybe like seven or eight guys from each group in the school. Uh, you start out with that, and then from there it grew into this thing where you got a full full school of guys going back and forth between training and in classes so it was cool to see it grow um and, and to kind of learn what it's like to do that hybrid to 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 have the independence to go and get your education but also to to achieve your your footballing dreams so i think that's the the biggest thing i learned you know how to balance that and how to balance life because yes as you get higher up it, it's not going to be any easier yeah, the, the uh, you know one of the things about the school obviously is that it's it's this progressive learning system, so you can learn on the go even if you're not around. And part of that is being able to have that freedom to stay up to date in school while you're away on national team trips. Paxson, you got called into the January camp with the U20s. Uh, what was one? What was the the competition like for you uh, in terms of like were you nervous? What was the speed of play? Was that different than what you were used to? The intensity of that and like who are your boys in the camp? You know, who was one of these play? What what player from that group were you like, oh, man, this kid's a baller uh, also that came out of that? Uh, yeah, going into this camp, I definitely felt more comfortable, especially having the Mexico trip with them under my belt. So coming into it, of course, I wanted to leave a good impression. And we played Red Bull, which was a great competition for us. You know, it's like a bunch of U20s playing against a real MLS team. So that was good. And I think the style that coach is trying to implement to us is kind of similar to union. He's really all about the counter pressing, pressing as soon as you turn him over that forward first pass and winning these duels and these transition moments. So it's honestly nice for me to see and nice for me to have this because that's all we focus on back in union is winning these duels, transition moments, counter pressing and all that. And I think it's a really cool group of guys. I'm close with a lot of them. Of course, my Philly boys that are there, Keaton Clark, Cade Cow, when he was in Mexico, he was a really cool down-to-earth dude. Kobe Henry. I think it's just a great group of guys. Who's Cade Cow who's from my hometown? Yeah, yeah, West Coast boys. Yeah, we get it. Mm-hmm. You get it, all right? Hey, we're country. Hey, he, it's funny you call it West Coast boys, but like, He's from my hometown, and it is country boys there. Like, yeah, not, he was telling me about that. Yeah, he was dude, like me about that. We, you grow up, people putting you in the California category, but if you come there, it's like dairies, ranches, and it's like you know mostly that. I mean, there's a town, there's a big town there now, but like for the most part, everybody's sort of like one generation or connected to somebody in that world that doesn't feel like what people kind of like create a postcard of California. And you can see if you go on a social, my man's got boot cut jeans on and he's always oh, yeah. Yeah. sort of like, like rodeo or like something uh, when he's got his downtime. It's, it's it's different, but yeah. Bro, I was curious. I was curious about that. I was like, dang, I know West Coast boys on that boot cut way. Like, <laughs> Who in the twenties group is, is like that guy, you know, like I think in every group you have a guy who's, who's, you can tell is like that guy, you know what I'm saying? For me, for, for my group, it was uh, like Nick Tadigui. Nick Tadigui was probably one of the most talented players I'd ever played with, you know, and, and unfortunately he had, he had some injuries and whatnot that, that kind of put him off. He was at Schalke, bro, right? He was at Schalke before yeah, he, he yeah. stopped playing? Yeah. Yeah, 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 bro. He was a baller. Yeah, that's what Matt Rial was telling me. He said, like, literally best 1v1 guy he's ever seen in his entire life. But for me, I think the guys and also the guys I enjoy playing with the most, like Dante Saley, I think he's sick. Like, 1v1, like, he, when you get him 1v1, 
he's either going to blow past you with speed or cut inside. He's both footed. Like his one V one skills are just insane. And he of course has physicality and pace. Oh yeah. I think he's, he's, has he paid, has he played for the first team? Uh, like I think about guys like that and I go, how are they not getting first team minutes at, at PSV when they have like that raw, raw talent. And by the way, Serginho Dest did one season at the first yeah. team of, of Ajax before he was like just sold to Barcelona, which is kind of wild. But like, do you think he could have that same sort of trajectory as a player? Like once he gets his minutes and if he seizes them, like he's got that much upside? Yeah, I think he does, especially if he gets that opportunity, like you said, and he takes it the right way and really seizes it. Uh, I think he has eyes on him. And when he gets the opportunity, if he seizes it, I think, yeah, he'll go straight up. Hey, Paxton, do you th- is Mark fast? Because I guarantee you I was faster than him at my peak. And no, no, he's fast. He's fast. Yeah, and like, definitely like, there's some record books at US Soccer for any national team camps when we started going into that testing that I know Mark doesn't want to dig up because he knows what those numbers are going to show to him from vertical jump, like shuttle run, 40. All those things are going to really demoralize him. But like, is he pace? Yeah, no, nah, he's straight pace. I remember watching him. Well, I trained with them too. I remember a couple of times, I think when I first started training with you guys, I think I megged you and I was like, oh my God, I'm by him. And then he just came flying and, <laughs> and killed me. And then I just remember watching his recovery runs like with first team, like on TV, you thought like they would be on break and nah, Mark would just come and save the day. Listen, yeah, man, those, are like, those are like, you know, you know, Shabilko's not exactly full of pace. You know what I mean? Like, ah, here, we exactly, here we go. 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 Listen, you know, man. Listen. listen. You know, Honestly, I learned this. Look, according to Maldini, you should not have to tackle somebody if you're positioned correctly. Okay. So obviously there's something I need to work on. All right. I can't surely <laughs> depend on my pace. So he. I, dude, I will. I will say this. Like I, I've very rarely seen you open up. The few times I've seen you open up, yeah. um, you know, it was good. Is Ray Gaddis, was Ray Gaddis faster than you? Ray's got some wheels. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't sprinted like side by side with him, but he's got some wheels. Like, you know, I'm gonna have Ray Gaddis on here and 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 have him have nah, him tell the story of what who's faster, me or Ray Gaddis. That's another story for another time. But uh, listen, Paxton, before we before we let you go, um, we got to get into some rapid fires, um, and we'll let Mark run the run these for you, um, just to, just sort of get some stuff off the top of your head outside of that little you know hairy noggin of yours. All right, sounds good. <laughs> All right, bro. Just quick answers, nothing too deep. All right. What was the first kit you owned? Uh, Messi jersey, number nineteen, the Barca, like OG, no OG. sponsor, just the straight stripes. You OG still have fresh. it? Yeah, I do. I have the full kit, like socks, shorts, everything. My man's ready. Hey, Mark, 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 put in a word, dude. Rusty might grab that out of the closet for us. You know what I mean? That's a collector. <laughs> we could get some money for I that. I don't know if it fits. Well, obviously it doesn't fit anymore, but. <laughs> yeah, he's put on some weight, as you can tell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got bulked out. <laughs> I bulked out in high school. That's what I was going to say, by the way. You're in the soccer royalty family. I would have thought that, you you know, you when you say you come back around two and you just chill, I thought you guys were going to be like a Gronkowski house where your dad's got you in the basement, like getting touches in, lifting weights, you know. Waking you up in the middle of the night with that creatine, you know, make sure that you <laughs> in those middle of the night workouts. No, I mean, used to, we used to have a basement that was so nice to get down and get some touches. But then my mom was like, you know, they're grown up. Let's finish the basement. And me and my dad, yeah, we weren't too happy with it, but she got away. <laughs> no, nah, but now, now we got plenty of videos of you and you and B going at it, you know, and, and, and we'll leave, we'll leave the, the viewers to decide who, who, who's better one V one. But, uh, but yeah, uh, your favorite U.S. men's national team player of all time? God, yeah, Landon Donovan, for sure. His 1v1 attacking, 
And he was just like his mentality. I thought that's what stood out for me. I remember when I was at a national team camp and I was really young, he did, uh, he like did a speech in front of us. And I remember just growing up and watching him all the time and being 10 and he wasn't that guy that would just walk around. Like he would put in tackles and I thought it was mentalities, which stood out to me the most. Mark, Mark said me as his favorite player, but you know, I could see like different positions, you know, I get it. Yeah. 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 You know, I'm an attacker. I'm an attacker. <laughs> uh, what was the last movie you watched? I think it was uh, Infinity War, but I've already seen that like three times. I did a Marvel marathon with Matt Real and Jack McGlynn and Joe Bendick down in Florida because we had to kill time. So listen, listen, trust me. We all, I know them preseason days well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so make, you watch it. You watch them all, all straight through from, from Iron Man one all the way through. No, well, because Matt didn't watch any of them. So we started off at like uh, Iron Man 3. So we got a couple out of the way. And we skipped like okay. the Ant-Man because I didn't really like Ant-Man. So. Hey, Mark, I know I, I know this is a rapid fire, but this is this is I, I got a follow up question on that, too. And then it's like it's like midnight where Mark is. He's man's trying to go to sleep. But uh, are, do you collect do you collect anything like you're obviously into the like Marvel and you're into like, do, do you have collectibles, cards or figurines or toys or anything like that? I, I started collecting once I watched all these Marvel movies they are called like fig pins. Like they're pretty, they're actually pretty cool. They're like detailed. And I just got like the whole Marvel set. I got like Spider-Man, Iron Man. I think I'm, I got Green Goblin too. Cause I watched No Way Home and the Spider-Man. I got Joker. I'm into all that stuff. That's Ooh, sick. Wow. You're in DC and you're in Marvel. Dang. Yeah. I'm both. But uh, your favorite video game? Oh, Fortnite. I mean, of all time, probably FIFA, but right now Fortnite, FIFA's just been, I feel like it's been the same game over and over again. And I just rage too much on that game. So. You there are goes you, that sponsorship? Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> no, it's a great game. It's a great game. <laughs> are you? Are you a Baker? Oh, I love young guys, dude. I love guys. You can ask them anything. We're gonna get the real answer, which is so nice. You know. <laughs> are you? Are you a break the controller kind of rager? You like are just rage quit and then you go storm off and you get a glass of water and then you come back and play again for another four hours? Nah, yeah, I've broken controllers. Yeah, like <sighs> slam. I can constrain myself now, but like. Not when I was young. Fair enough. Uh, pineapple on pizza. No, no, never. That I, was a hard no. Wow. Yeah, I like yeah. that. It might be the hardest no. I just don't think like <laughs> the, the texture of it, like the sweetness of it, it just doesn't go on pizza. It doesn't go out. Oh, I don't know how people could like the flavor of it. And I just don't think it fits. It doesn't look right. Nothing Man, about it is good. Stand your ground. Stand your yeah. ground. Let them know. Let them know, no, Pax. Of course not. Yo, Say Pax, no I'm on this fig pin site right now while you're talking. There's basketball ones that are 10 grand. What? Oh, wait. Yeah. Actually, there's a couple of them like Loki and Thor. Like they had these old OG like throwback ones. They go for a lot of money now. Like if you got them when they were like old, old, they can resell for a lot. So I keep them in the box and everything. Dang, I'm, I'm about, to be, nice. about to be loaded off these fig pins. I did Stop not. Playing, I, huh? I was just hoping you would just say cards or something because I can, I can do cards, but now I'm... Now I'm going to go down this other rabbit hole of collectibles that's not good for anybody, including my family. <laughs> Watches, tradable cards, and our <laughs> Jesus, here we go. Uh, and lastly, uh, we got a public Spotify playlist. We're having all the guests throw on a track. Uh, what track are you throwing on here? And don't be scared to say whatever comes to mind because we got a wide variety of songs on here. Probably still here. 
by Drake. Still here. From right. from the one album, views, I don't know. Views, yeah, views yeah. Album. I just like that song. I don't know why, but I feel like whenever it's like one when I didn't have Apple Music, like you had to buy songs. That's like one of the few I've bought. You know, I, I bought like five songs because they're pretty pricey, but it was one of the songs I bought. Back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Back in back yeah. when I was a young and you know. <laughs> yeah. Four years ago. <laughs> All right, Paxton. Well, thanks so much, man. Appreciate you joining us. And obviously, we wish you all the best this year. Hopefully, you have a lot of daytime games, you know, so you can just cruise through it and get home and chill out, you know. But we we, we appreciate you coming on and being honest with us and having a fun conversation. And, and obviously, it's just great to hear the connection that you and Mark have. And um, even though when we get off, Mark's going to take a lot of credit uh, for the success you're having, uh, we, we appreciate you and wish you all the best, man. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me on. It was, it was really oh, fun. So thank appreciate you. you, bro. Appreciate you, bro. Thanks for taking the time, man. Of course. Of and, course. Uh, I'm going to be tapped into uh, to the game because I can finally watch them now because it's at a reasonable hour. Yeah, exactly. Uh, good luck with the rest of your season, bro. Keep killing it. Oh, appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon, man. Yeah. Peace, guys. Thank you. Paxton, Paxton Aronson, my my little guy, my little brother. Ah, good conversation, was it not? Great conversation, great conversation. Listen, like, that man. Listen, he was he was firm. He was firm on that pineapple on pizza. <laughs> all right, and anybody who's gonna put pineapple on his pizza, y'all better stop playing with him. All right. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you go, okay, I can see when he's indifferent on answers, but then when when he's when when he's got his mind made up, there is no uh, no gray area between him and pineapple on a, on a pizza, which you know. It seems a very uh, arbitrary thing to to have a, such a stance on, um, but you know I think uh, at least he's got his mind made up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at least at least he's not like some people who will say, yeah, you know. So I mean, you know, no, let me not say that. Let me not say that because I'm actually one of those people. I like pineapple on pizza if it's there and I have to eat it. You know, I'm like I like that. I don't mind the sweet and savory. The sweet and savory is not that bad of a combination, you know. But. I can see where the the texture and the the sweetness is just not wanted. It's just not wanted. There's some people, you know. So I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence with this one. But shout out Paxson for 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 showing that that that's that that uh that strength and that fortitude. Hey, have you heard of fig pins though? Had like have no, you ever heard, no, heard no. of those? No, I actually hadn't. I actually hadn't. But but when we uh yeah when we're looking up, it's uh it's quite a lucrative. <laughs> hobby yeah bro i'm like looking i'm going like okay i could get the, i could get this one for ten dollars or i could get the nba limited runs for ten thousand dollars uh and i don't know uh, i'll probably stick with the ten dollar ones but you i mean you got it so you can go no go no 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 collection. no 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 it's cool it's cool it's cool i'll stick with my action figures you know i'm a big dc mm-hmm. count dc uh dc comics uh, Fan, so uh, I got Batman and Robin stashed up in my room, you know, just in case. In, in the box, in the box, or are they in your like they in your toy box because you play with them. Like, are they collectibles? No, I had, or, are you, or are you or are they toys, Mark? No, no, I got collectibles at home. Those are like okay. precious items. Those are that's precious cargo. But but here, you know, listen, man. Every now and again, you know, sometimes power might go out, lights might flicker. You just turn on a couple candles and, <laughs> and start playing with your action figures. <laughs> <laughs> tie 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 a string to one and let him swing down from the from the ceiling fan and save the day. Listen, man, you got to get creative. You know what I'm saying? Every, forget Instagram, forget Twitter and all the social media and YouTube and Netflix and Disney Plus. You know, forget that. Why not create your own movie set with action figures? Yeah, dude, that's why. This is what I'm talking about of like being able to. 
like I imagine like your girlfriend coming in like Mark's had a tough day she's like worried she's like brought you like a treat and she's like kind of like worried she comes in and like you're ducked down behind the couch because you got like three little gunmen set up on the other side of the couch and they're shooting at you and you just in this own little world just uh, playing with your toys and she's like well I'm making making the sound effects (laughs) yeah (laughs) pew pew (laughs) ah no ah no I got hit Uh, you see babe get down <laughs> Meanwhile, I got one. I got one lined up, about to swing down from uh, from the door. She opens it. Oh yeah, dude. I, I honestly, if my mind wasn't so vivid, I would think this was such a weird conversation. But I'm deep in this, and I, I could I could keep this uh, I could keep this theme going. But uh, I don't know if everybody else who's not seeing this in a visual format uh, is gonna think that uh, is is funny uh, as we do. But I think it's great, man. I think I I think it's great that you play with toys. You know, I don't care Listen, what man. Matt tells me. I don't care what Ma- our producer Matt and our and, and Chris. Uh, who put this whole thing together? Who we thank, by the way, for doing this. Yes, uh, I don't yes, care what they're gonna you. say to me when 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 uh, when we get off this and we form a little group chat and they're like, "Yo, dude, check in on Mark, man." <laughs> matter of fact, matter of fact, I'm about to I'm about to send you guys send you guys some. So just in case you you don't feel left out, you know what I'm saying? That way that way we can all join in on this fun, right? I like that. I like that. Well, that's it from us again. The orange slices, Mark. I appreciate you, man. I know it's late there. But we want to make sure we can get these episodes out. So just so you guys know, Mark is sacrificing some sleep to be able to bring some of these episodes uh, together. Whereas, like, you know, I just got to I just gotta show up. So appreciate that, Mark. And, of course, again, appreciate you, Matt and Chris and everybody that works on this. Appreciate Four Soccer Ventures and the Orange Slices podcast. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, until next time, we will see you guys later. Peace.